Around Comics, Episode 71. Chicago, this is Around Comics, presented by Borders. Your heart pounds, your palms sweat, the tension is nearly unbearable, and then you spot it, that graphic novel you've been searching for everywhere, right here in your local Borders. Borders has thousands of graphic novels, collected editions, essentials, and manga to choose from. Not only will you find exactly what you are looking for, you'll discover unexpected new authors and series. Save on your favorite graphic novels, manga, and more. Google Borders for a valuable coupon, and always remember to check Borders first. To find a store near you, go to www.borderstores.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's good to be here. It is good to be back. We've been gone for a while. It's been a couple of weeks, yes. That's a while. But we're back now. Stronger, faster. Well, we Quicker. hope so. All right, I'm Smart. your host, Christopher Neesman, and let me introduce you to today's panel. First, uh, the two co-hosts <clears> of the show, my partner in crime, Mr. Brian Salazar. Hello. And our other co-host, Mr. Tom Caters. How are you? Tom, you, you, look, you look good. You've changed. You? I, am, I have a rich tan. <clears throat> I've been. Uh, you Caribbean? know what I did for the two weeks you didn't have a show? I lifted weights every day <laughs> for two you four hours. You, you, a day. you lifted tax returns. I all I did was lift weights, and I get and I got tattoos. Take steroids. On hand. It says um, fuck. <laughs> and love on the love other. On the other. <laughs> exactly. Nice. All right. <laughs> First, our our Around Comics Monday regular, our good friend and the host of Word Balloon, Mr. John Suntress. Hi. And and, and mm-hmm. as I found out today, the writer of funny parody songs for yeah, many a little, sports, little call uh, out on uh, on was it ESPN one thousand? No, I think it was the score uh, the other day. Uh, but ESPN zone, Mike Greenberg. Mike, yeah. Mike Greenberg. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I I stood up at his wedding. He's a good friend. He's a good man. Yeah. Greeny said that uh, John wrote a song so funny that he drove off the road. So. That song was called The Streak. <laughs> <laughs> look at that, look at that. It was, the year was 1973, and a young Ray Stevens approached me and <laughs> said... John touches by his other name, Ray Stevens. <laughs> Don't look, Mildred! <laughs> or whatever her name was in that song. They call him The Streak. <laughs> look at that, look at that. All right, rounding, rounding out the round table is our other good friend, uh, the uh, co-host of the Cratecast, the uh, artist extraordinaire, Mr. Mike Norton. I think you gave me the hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> the streak reference. Mike, uh, you're, you're Ray Stevens is big in Tennessee. <laughs> I have no doubt. You're half the man you once were. Yes. You, 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 I've, I've been in a concentration. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on hiatus. Well, it's done you wonders. It's yeah, <laughs> the greatest diet the I'm in. The, I'm on the refugee diet. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, folks, we've got got a couple of big announcements. Uh, Of course, as you heard at the beginning of the show, we are now sponsored and partnered with Borders Books. As you can expect, we're very excited about this and all the things that we hope this will bring to Around Comics in the year to come. Um, 2007 is shaping up to be a great year, and I think that we're all very excited about that. Uh, Yeah. I am. Very excited. (laughs) 
I've never been more fired up. I'm quite excited for you. As am I. So thank you to the fine folks. Uh, I've always not really cared um, about the Sal, podcast. our our other big news. Our other big news has to deal with the New York Comic Con, as you know by now. The convention is just around the corner on February 23rd through the 25th at the Jacob Javits Center. Uh, we will host, or they will host the 2007. <laughs> we're not hosting it. Wow, we are getting <laughs> the the 2007 New York Comic Con. Uh, we of course will be there at booth number A152 in the Podcasters Arena. Located between Artist's Alley and the main autograph area on the Galleria level of the convention center. That's near the good bathroom. (laughs) And the elevators. At the convention, we're uh, partnering with the Hero Initiative. And if you don't know about the Hero Initiative, you should. The Hero Initiative creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. We'll be taking donations all weekend long at our table, and we have a few people that have agreed to help us out. If you drop by our table, you'll have the chance to meet Althena Voltaire artist and co-creator Steve Bryant, author of The Other Side and Scalp, Jason Aaron, the artist of The Other Side, Cameron Stewart, the artist of The All-New Adam, and our good friend, Mike Norton, legendary creator Gene Colon, and by special arrangement <laughs> from Gan- Vanguard Productions, Carmine Infantino. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're wow. going to see me by Carmine Infantino sweating profusely <laughs> and, like, extremely <laughs> nervous. Away from me. Yeah. What's up with this creepy kid? <laughs> it's and, me sweating, like, oh, my God. Many more creators are still to be announced. So keep listening or checking the website in the coming weeks as our full schedule of signings become available. Yeah, and all proceeds will go to the Hero Initiative. Absolutely. I think I want to bring a camera. <laughs> I'm going to bring ours, yeah. And, and by saying uh, many more to be announced... Uh, We're we working have, on yeah. some some other uh, possibly very, very big big names. Spider-Man. Jane <laughs> yeah. Grimm. The Pope. The Pope. We're working yeah. on the Pope. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's going to be fun. In, in addition... One. The, <laughs> old one. <laughs> the old one. Wow. He had his own Marvel comics. The OG uh, the life of Pope. his story Steve, of his life. Steve Grant wrote it. <laughs> well, to let everyone know, uh, in addition to the signings, we'll also be uh, having a silent auction of original artwork, sketches, sign memorabilia, uh, etc. from uh, such people as uh, Steve Rude, Chris uh, Somney, uh, 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 Jeffrey I, Brown. I Jeffrey Brown is going to uh, donate some we'll stuff. We'll twist and, and Mike's arm. Maybe Mike Norton. Anything. All right. Cool. Mc- McDonald's, McDonald's exclusive eater, Mike <laughs> Norton. <laughs> I'll sign a happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you go, folks. That's the big announcements. Uh, fun stuff coming up. Uh, in between uh, now and the New York Comic Con, if you're interested in you're in the Chicago area, you can check out Around Comics at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. We record here every Friday at 7 o'clock. Dark Tower is located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're around, please drop by. We'd love to meet you. When you hear it, please remember to ask about Dark Tower's Pull List membership. It's truly one of the best you will find anywhere. Dark Tower has a great selection of mainstream comics, independent comics, trades, as well as statues and action figures. Come into Dark Tower for all of your comics and collectibles needs. That's right. And, and Chris, I wanted to uh, just say, before we move on to the news, um, on a personal level, I, I just wanted to let everybody know why we were gone for a couple of weeks is my mother had passed away a couple of weeks ago, and I was dealing with that situation, obviously. So I just wanted to let everybody know what, what had happened and uh, and why we were away, and thanks for waiting around. There's and, internet and rumors back. that we all hated each other. 
And I started those rumors. It's like the Beatles and Let It Be all over again. It was like really bad. Yeah, I showed up with my Asian girlfriend, and she was watching us record the podcast. Yeah, and Norton and I like the Billy Preston in that situation coming in. Well, it suddenly was an entirely different experience. It felt better. If you want me to talk about this book, I'll talk about this book. All right, just tell me what to do to please you. I love that movie. Got it. But also thanks to everybody that uh, either emailed me or, or posted on the phone. Oh, buddy, I know so. it's been uh, not just a hard couple weeks, but it's been it's been a hard few months for you. And uh, just want to let you know uh, our condolences. And, oh, thank you, everybody. And, it's, uh, uh, it's much much appreciated. All right, you're the best. All right, I know. What's uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys? I'll take care of our opening announcements. <laughs> that means it is time for Wire to Wire comic book news. All right, from the top, DC Comics is going to war. DC uh, recently announced their four 32-page issues dealing with World War III. It's going to come out in four parts. Part one is titled A Call to Arms. Part two is The Valiant. Part three is called Hell is for Heroes. And part four is United We Stand. These are all going to be written by Keith Champagne and Joe Ostrander? John, John Ostrander. Ostrander. Sorry. And I, I, I think it's going to be interesting. It involves characters you haven't seen in 52. So if you don't really have an interest in whatever characters they're talking about, you don't have to pick it up. But they got quality writers on it, and I think it's going to be interesting. So it's all coming out the same day, so I have April a, 18th. Wow. The only question I have about it is like, why would they? Why why World War Three? You know, it's like yeah. Marvel just gets done with Civil War, and then it's like you know, and then you got World War Hulk, and then all you know, it's like well, it doesn't seem weird that well, they yeah, would, they, well, know, in that same World way War that Marvel III. did it with Identity Discs coming out at the same time as yeah. Identity Crisis. But there are a lot of untold stories, and I think people were still kind of mad that 52 wasn't covering everything. You got two great writers, like you said, Tom, and Ostrander and, and Champagne. I think Champagne's really proven himself in the last couple of years that he is a good writer, and John has always been a tremendous writer. And I, uh, I they tease World War III in Justice Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in I'm... 52, I'm, too, didn't they? Didn't... They haven't started really talking about it yet. But you know, well, yeah, because it's in real time, so I don't think so. Oh, maybe you're right. But yeah, that's right. Justice yeah, Society, right. they've referenced yeah. World War yeah. yeah, and I mean, it supposedly was the incident that kind of brought the team back together, yeah. and so I'm sure we'll see that story as well. And I don't know, is I mean, Aquaman's story hasn't really come out yet in 52 <laughs> either. Really, I know there was yeah, a bit of it they're gonna this men- week. I think, I think what this is really going to be is, I think, in a way, it involves the timing of how one year later it came out, and... Maybe this is the best way for them to tell how did Aquaman get to where he is. Yeah. Maybe you mention it here instead of having Tad Williams write. I mean, how far along are you going to go back and tell an old story? You know, maybe this is your chance to go and tell how it happened. Have so. you seen those Vance Skyver covers? Yeah. It, it looks great. I mean, Ethan really did a great so. job, too. So, no, it looks, it looks cool, but it's self-contained. Yeah, so I've enjoyed 52 so far, so I'm yeah. going to pick them all up. Yeah, and unlike yeah. you know all the ancillary yeah, right. Civil War titles of Marvel... Other than one year later, really everything's been self-contained in D, you know in '52, oh, yeah. so it's nice that it's oh, I, I've really here's something extra 52. if you want it. Great, if not. The okay. interesting thing, you know, it's coming out the same week that 
that week fifty of fifty two yeah. hits. So is week fifty is World War the World the War start III. of World War Three? Yeah, and, and okay, that's what I was. Wondering. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna check it out. All right, guys. Uh, next story: <clears throat> Marvel offers their first ever midnight release to celebrate the launch of the groundbreaking new comic series adapted from Stephen King's magnum opus, The Dark Tower. Marvel Comics will offer a first ever midnight release of The Dark Tower, The Gunslinger Born Number One, the night of Tuesday, February 6th. I'm gonna be here, Mark. You gonna be here? I'll be here, but I won't be open. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll break in that. Yeah, we'll break in. I demand well, my ne- copy. Nearly, right nearly 150 retailers across the country will be open at midnight on that Tuesday. So uh, I believe that you can go to uh, Marvel.com and, and find out details on that as far as you know. I understand why they're doing this because obviously bookstores do this with with like Harry Potter and sure. other releases Movies. as well. Harry Potter. And yeah. the, to me, the problem with this is you're not able to get your Wednesday books at the same time technically. Now I don't know what stores will look the other way and allow people to still do it, but technically you're only allowed to buy that book. No other right. Marvel books. No other other books. So it's cute, but and it makes for a nice Are little story. Are you gonna go search for a shop that's gonna be open at midnight? Yeah, it's up. I can wait twelve hours. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I understand. But it's, it's kind of neat. It makes yeah, for yeah, a cute story and everything. But yeah, it's like okay for for one comic book. Honestly, All right. I, I don't know that I'm gonna buy that book ever. I think the anyway, people that would stay, they would stay at the light to go to a store for Stephen, Stephen King, King book. Right. People that. By the comics. comics. That's, yeah. that's yeah. true. People that would do it for his books. So but I think yeah. there's always that's a weird thing. Though, there's always know. a weird thing with that, though. Too is I, I'm always sort of curious about how how much people who enjoy Stephen King books even know that this comic book's coming out, or would they even know to look up where the shop is? Or? I just love because Mark is just sitting over here just shaking his head. He's like, I, <laughs> well, so they, I mean, <laughs> again, if, it's just it's You're not gonna make your money back. It's not gonna get that many people. I really don't think it does. Maybe in these rural areas where there's no one else around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Draw, but, you know, in a big city, <laughs> maybe in like yeah. stores anyways, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> All right. Well, next story. Uh, <laughs> the Boys has been canceled. Uh, it has been reported that Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson's Wildstorm series, The Boys, has been canceled by DC. Effective issue number six. Tip and to all you young comic book writers out there, do not have... Hamsters <laughs> crawling out of superheroes' asses. If you want, to try do. not to. Try not to. Well, you know, I think what sucks about this is that you know <clears throat> issues seven through ten and uh, and a trade had been solicited, and now those have been pulled. Yeah. Well, they did. DC did allow them. They're going to allow them to shop it around. So, so they are getting. Yeah, yeah. they have, yeah. and they've had a. But they're going to let them shop, and they're going to let him draw it for. They will let him draw that book. Okay. Yeah. DC's well, they've done let it before the, with other creator projects, so yeah. that's that's fine. Well, that's uh, and 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 Garth Ennis had already said that he uh, he's gotten a ton of offers already, so you're oh, going to sure. see the rest of the book. Oh, absolutely. You no, know, I, I, I it's it, it's just interesting. You you wonder why they why they they canned it. It was selling around thirty thousand. It was copies. gaining readers. It was gaining readers. It was selling what tw- uh, <clears throat> consistently uh, twenty seven thousand. Part of me, part of me for a thinks, book is good. Part of me thinks someone at Time Warner saw it. That's saw the I'm hamster. Thinking. Saw it That's and what put the Knicks on it because I have a hard time believing that well, any I, of the editors. I thought I had read it was, it was like a personal decision by Paul. Levitt. Yeah, by Levitt. Maybe it was a personal decision by him that it wasn't what he wanted in a DC book. So 
Yeah, well, it, it, it's his choice, and you know, mm-hmm. there. I think it was a polarizing book. You either love the boys or you hated it. But, but and the good thing is they're giving it back to them to shop at another sure. place. Yeah. So at least Which, it's not completely <laughs> right, dying. Right. So that's good. So well, that's, that's cool. So it'll be in. It'll be interesting to see where it lands. All right, next story. Uh, the free comic book day lineup for 2007 has been announced. Uh, that is going to be on May 5th of this year. I, I went through the entire list and pulled out a few that I think that we would all be interested in. Uh, Bongo Comics, which is always always a fun one. Uh, the Umbrella Academy, Zero Killer, and Pantheon City are going to be collected into one free comic book day. The uh, the Umbrella Academy, that's the, the guy from uh, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, Gabriel Ba is doing art in that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So... Yeah, Casanova, uh, yep. Casanova's awesome. Gabriel Ba. So <laughs> check that out certainly. Uh, Legion of Superheroes in the 31st century, uh, Lone Ranger, and uh, new Battlestar Galactica flipbook. Uh, the Transformers movie prequel is going to be available then. The Astounding Wolfman, which we're gonna we're gonna get to in our next story, but that will be a free comic book day uh, offering. Amazing Spider-Man Swing Shift, uh, Ape Entertainment's Comic Spectacular. So definitely check out. That's a good way to uh, check out a lot of the great stuff from Ape Entertainment, uh, one of our favorite uh, publishers. We, we're uh, slightly involved in the creation. The photo, Didn't our photos end up? Were, were we are you going to be in the free comic book day No, issue? wait. No, it wasn't. Of Athena Voltaire. Oh, yeah. Not oh, a, yeah. Not yeah, the, the, yeah, that was yeah. his... Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 the well, uh, what upcoming Athena Voltaire Sorry, issues. The Arcana Studio presents. Uh, then uh, from uh, DDP, we have the Family Guy hack slash flipbook. That's, that's got to be... That's interesting. That's a very interesting combination. Yeah, <laughs> Double Zero really coming out with a, a very interesting uh, twofer for mm-hmm. you. Trying to reach everybody with yeah, that one. Yeah, Love and Caves, <laughs> which I always hear very good things Tom about. Tom Zoller. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. Uh, Marvel Adventures 3-in-1. Uh, uh, Whiteout number one, and we're going to talk about this also in a later story. But uh, for those interested in a fantastic Greg Rucka, actually Greg Rucka's Greg first. Have you read stuff? Have Whiteout? you I've read heard of him? Have I, you I'm aware read Whiteout? White Whiteout number one was Sandbaggers. actually uh, Greg's first comic book work uh, at Oni. Go on. Uh, the Nexus special, which Yay. we talked about Yay. with uh, Steve. I'm looking so, forward to that. Uh, Viper Comics presents, which their free comic book day from last year was. Josh fantastic. Howard Sasquatch and more. Yeah. yeah. Dead at 17, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Comics 101, how-to and history lessons from the pros. But there's a heroic publishing? This is only a, a small portion of <coughs> yeah. what's available. Oh, yeah. that, but yeah. the one thing I wanted to say to people is, like, if you if, if you go to our site and the whole list is on there, and you can mm-hmm. see there's actual covers previews, and previews sure. and everything. Um, but if you see something in there that you're interested in, tell, oh, your, LCS tell your LCS that yeah. you want it because they're not going to necessarily order everything, right. every book that's available. Because they cost a lot so of money if you, for if Yeah, it does. Yeah, so give free books. Yeah, yes. the, the, short, the stores pay for them. They're not free. They get they're a, not free to everybody. Right. So if there's something in there you want, make sure you let your LCS know. Yep, so go to the list. Check it out. Um, okay, we <laughs> talked about uh, the uh, the Robert Kirkman book, and uh, it's going to be a free comic book day offering. It's the Astounding Wolfman number one. This is really interesting. Uh, that uh, and, I'll, and I'll read the press release. Robert Kirkman, fan favorite writer of The Walking Dead, Invincible, Ultimate X-Men, and Marvel Zombies, is teaming up with rising star artist Jason Howard for an all-new image series, and everyone involved is so sure you'll be hooked, they're going to give you the first 
issue for free. So crazy. yeah, so the Astounding <laughs> Wolfman. You can't afford not to get it. <laughs> like Kirkman. you're stupid if you don't pick this up. Right. But I mean, think. About, I mean, that's, that's a very, very interesting way for Image to launch a title. It's the number one issue, and Ooh. it's going to come out as a free comic book yeah. day. And, it, and it's not a throwaway comic. And it's Robert Kirkman's. That's right. Good sure. name. And it's a Wolfman. Hey, hey, um, it's can't go wrong. Just in uh, free comic day in general, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Swing Shift is that the slot book? Yes. That Stan Slot. And I, I believe. So. I, I, I believe. I know that Slot was doing one of the. There's there's a couple Spider-Man. Uh, books. I, I'm interested to see this Wolfman thing. I like. Yeah. I I enjoy Kirkman. Sure. And I enjoy Kirkman stuff outside of Marvel. <laughs> I think more than I enjoy his Marvel I stuff. I completely agree. And I Ditto. think this this could be really cool. I think. All of Kirkman's yeah. image books have always been great. I'll throw Brit in there as well. I, yeah. I've always been a fan of Kirkman's. And it's Battle a, Hope, you know. And so if you want this, tell your shop. I'm free sure most shops Wolfman yeah, Kirkman. I have a feeling, That's I all you got to say. What else do you need? Go. Pick it's it up. Free. It's astounding. It's astounding. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds better. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, next story. Uh, Stephen Colbert is going to be at the <laughs> New York Comic Con. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, isn't it cool that he really is a comic book fan? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I just think that's great. I mean, he's, Chicago. You know, he was at Second City for a long time too in Chicago. Yes. Really. That's where he got his start. And he's damn funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Oni Oni Press has announced that Stephen Colbert, the Emmy award-winning host of Comedy Central's Colbert Report, will be making. Uh, an appearance at the New York Comic Con in support of the new comic book miniseries Stephen Colbert's Tech Jansen. The five-issue miniseries from Oni Press yeah. is based on Colbert's self-published but undistributed science fiction adventure Wait, Alpha Squad. Self-published but undistributed? Yep, so he just yeah, printed it. Exactly <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Squad 7. Lady Nocturne. <laughs> nice. Well, Colbert will be there uh, signing at, at, uh, at Oni's booth on uh, Friday, February 23rd at 3 you know, should let him do a panel. The thing I like oh, about God, Colbert totally is if you watch the show like the last week, he he has a hockey team that picked him, used his name as a mascot in Canada, the like Colbert's. a minor league. That, yeah, and he's <laughs> the Colbert's. One of their rival teams, the week they played, threw bears on the ice. But the big joke is that Colbert hates bears on the show. <laughs> right. So he had a bet with the mayor of that town that if his team won, they would have to make his. The mayor's birthday, Stephen Colbert Day, <laughs> and they won. But the thing I like about Stephen Colbert is he seems like someone who sort of gets f- like fandom or like oh, fans oh, no and stuff like that. Like people, they had the coach from like this small Canadian team call, and yeah, so it just seems kind of cool. Yeah. Seems oh, like yeah. this perfect type of guy for this type I, of thing. The thing that still makes me laugh is that you know Joe Casada had the opportunity to offer you know Marvel to publish Tech Jansen. And it didn't occur to him while he was promoting Civil War. And instead, Oni is like, hey, man, if you want to come to Zach Johnson, yeah, we're Good right here for, for you. Oni. Good for Oni. Good for Oni. So, you know. All right, guys, next story. Uh, DC is announcing (laughs) new collected editions for 2007. There are a heaping helping of these. Um, They're all coming out. uh, What's the the dates here? June through August. I'm going to rip through them real quick, so just be aware that these are coming out. Batman, Ego, and Other Tales, trade paperback. Batman, Turning Points, trade paperback. Blue Beetle, Volume 2. Catwoman, Win in Rome, which I'm excited about because I love all the, the lobes. Sal um, universe that they created there. Uh, Gotham Central, Volume 5. This is, what, two years after Gotham Central has been wrapped up? And one of the few Brubaker Rucka combined stories, Mm -hmm. Dan Robin, one of the best stories of the series. Volume 4 out? Uh, I believe so. Um, Mark, uh, Gotham Central, Volume 4, is it out? Uh, Volume 4 is not out. 
Okay, well, I'm assuming that it's going to come out before this. So uh, I also saw that, uh, and we'll get to it, the uh, Fourth World stuff from Kirby is, is mentioned in here as the Volume 2. So yep. uh, JSA presents Stars and Stripe, Volume 1. Awesome. Uh, Showcase presents Batman, v- Batman Volume 2. Batman. 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 I love Batman. Uh, He's good. I love the Batman. <laughs> Very good. Showcase presents The Atom, Volume 1. Trials. Collection of Gil mm-hmm. Kane's finest work yes. in that book. Which one was that? The Adam, the Adam Show. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. sure. Uh, Trials of Shazam, Volume 1. Uh, 52, Volume 2. So this is obviously announced after Volume 1 of 52 is being released. They're huge books. Sure? Those 52 right. books are huge. <laughs> uh, Batman, Harley, and Ivy trade paperback. But that's Paul Dini stuff. Uh, Elric, The Making of a Sorcerer trade paperback. Walter Simonson stuff. Oh, oh and uh, uh, Michael Moorcock. Nice. Yes, that's that's the Elric guy, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Walter's the one doing the art on this. Sure. Uh, the original Encyclopedia of Comic Book Heroes, Volume 2, Wonder Woman. Man, I remember when that originally came out. That Michael Fleischer really did an amazing job on those comic book uh, encyclopedias. Martian Manhunter, The Others Among Us trade. Uh, Outsiders, Pay As You Go. Seven Soldiers, Archives, Volume 2, Hardcover. Uh, Showcase presents Batgirl, Volume 1. That'll be that's what I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> That is all of the old school Batman. Yeah, that's yeah when Joe Gella and uh, Infantina were doing uh, Batman. I think it's gonna be fun because it comes from a wide mix of the different titles. Oh, too. it's Brave and the Bold, it's Detective World's Comics. Finest. Yep, it's all over the place. Uh, Showcase presents Martian Manhunter Volume One. I'm assuming that's all the House of Mystery stuff. It's the detective. detective. It's oh, a it huge both? amount of detective. That's like, cool. Two hundred. That, you know, like yeah, because they were all like yeah. eleven-page stories too. Yeah. So yeah, there's a ton of detective stories. Superman: The Amazing Transformations of Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> You'll Excellent. see Elastic Lad, Turtle Boy, <laughs> <laughs> and more. And more. <laughs> Here's one uh, I've been waiting for. Sorry, uh, Jimmy and Justin. Uh, Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. Me too. So I, I can't wait to pick that. I I keep hearing such good things about that series, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna get it in the trade. Gonna get it in the trade. So it will be released. Uh, Batman and trade Son. Leader. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, hello, Pot, this is Kettle, you're black. Uh, wow. Did you just text message that to him? <laughs> hello, Kettle, this is Pot, you are you're black. black. Uh, ba- Batman, yes. Secrets of the Batcave, trade paperback, Birds of Prey, Blood and Circuits, uh, Catwoman, it's only a movie, DC, Top Cow, Crossover Classics. Um, here you go, Tom. The Flash, the greatest stories ever told. I gotta be That's honest. filled with Infantino. I gotta so. be honest. Their choices mm-hmm. what are, are, yeah, what are, are choices? a bit weird. Like, are they not I, the greatest stories ever told? No, they pick a lot. They picked really heavy from about issue 150 to 170. Okay, so the 90s. Yeah, well, no, or, or, the, or, the, or the old or, series. Oh, okay, okay. But I was like, it's oh. really weird that... The only issue they picked of the Wally West one was issue 91 from, like, the Mark Wade, okay. which was okay. But I was like, that's really weird that they picked about so it's all seven issues. Yeah, like, seven issues from this one three-year period. And I'm like, they didn't have any of the, like, uh, any of the guy, uh, the guy who wrote it for years. Gardner Fox? No. Carrie Bates? Carrie Bates, yeah. There's no Carrie Bates? I didn't wow, see any. Wow, that's shocking. If there is, it's really early, like. Very shocking, early, yeah. Wow. Well, and the tri- well, the trial of the Flash went too long. That'd have to be its own trade, pretty yeah. much. But I was kind of shocked by the choices. Interesting. All right, next uh, one I'm really excited for: Green Lantern, Wanted, Hal Jordan. That's the, the hardcover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Kirby's Fourth World Omnibus, Volume Two. Is Volume One out? 
It's going to be out uh, in like a month or two. Oh, okay. This is more their extended outlet right, for, right. for uh, <laughs> Get this uh, Sunday, people. Manhunter mm. Volume 3. That's uh, the or great Android series. Just in time to save the series. Too uh, late. <laughs> uh, I, I actually did read Volume 1, it's and it's, it's fantastic. It's a great story. No, it's one of those, It's going to be one of those stories that people will discover in trade or quarter business. Yep, and I think I'm going to pick up the second volume tonight. Uh, Showcase presents Adam Strange. That'll be fun. Yeah. Murphy yeah. Anderson, just great. John Broom stories. Those I mean, old, um, the because uh, the Adam Strange stories really with the John Broom stuff. That's where John Broom was most comfortable is writing strict, straight up like science fiction. So those stories are really and cool. Just classic Murphy Anderson yeah. art. I mean, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, Showcase presents a Wonder Woman Volume One, and wrapping everything up, Superman Chronicles Volume Three. See him yeah. fight old landlords. <laughs> <laughs> Social justice. Superman Chronicles. That's a lot of. That's a lot of. Well, you editions. know, it, it yeah, just you know they behind. get it. I mean, that, that's yeah. the thing. DC is. I, I think I'm yeah. glad to hear that they're upping their production they're of trains trying, because trying to catch up. Well, they just have so much product to trade. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that makes me happy. I'm looking forward to getting <gasps> all of that, guys. Yeah, oh. I know. Our next story. Lick it up. Really, I mean, anybody younger than us really give a shit about this? Kiss, Kiss is coming back to comics, man. No, Kiss is forever, right. baby. Oh, the only thing, <laughs> the only thing I want to know is, is there really going to be Kiss blood in the ink? Yeah, well, I'm exactly. probably. Uh, who knows? What's you know, that shit's true. Gene Simmons is that. a marketing animal. That guy will slap Kiss oh, on anything that he thinks will sell. He will. I sold him the rights to my first baby. And that first baby's <laughs> going to be named Kiss, and it's going to get a star tattoo. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. The, well, this is a little different. They're doing like a Kiss comic group, so yeah, it's I don't little, know what it, that means exactly. But <laughs> well, the the line know. kicks off at Wizard World Los Angeles uh, we'll on March sixteenth uh, through uh, the eighteenth. I like Kiss four K. Yeah, read it. Read explain. Kiss explain what Tom. Why don't you tell us what uh, Kiss four K is about? Go. Kids 4K tells the story of the transformation of the Kiss band members into, into eternal evil, evil fighting spirits. Wait, wait a minute. However, is, is that wait is that any more <laughs> is that really any more ridiculous than any other comic book story? I, like, out there? I just love it gets the idea. Better. Is it, it gets is, better is, though. Is, yeah. However, however, once they transform, they are unable to transform back into their human forms. Now, if they came <laughs> in their concert in evil, as evil fighting spirits, now that's a show I'd go see. Oh, Kiss puts on a great show, man. I, you oh, know, I just like. I like. You never evil. seen Kiss live? Yes, I did actually. Oh, yeah, man. Come on, man. Well, yeah. I hey. like. Uh, well, is and they were kind of done then. Is Ace Frehley going to be involved? Is he, oh, yeah. or, or is it going to be the backup? Or, uh, it's Paul, Paul, Paul and Gene. No, Peter Chris is the other. Yeah, no. I know they I mentioned Paul and Gene. It's Paul and Gene. Yeah, yeah, but Jean's what about Peter Chris? And he's Ace so Frehley. drugged out, dude. Come on, he, but he, he wrote doesn't Beth, even know where. Man. <laughs> no, Gene Simmons wrote Beth, didn't he? Beth was about Chris, Peter Chris's wife, man. Really? Trust me. Yeah, trust me and Mark, man. Oh, trust, right, me. Right. Okay. trust the original members of so, the Kiss so Army. Kiss well, I, I, get, I get pension, by the way. I get veterans' benefits. I get veterans' benefits from the Kiss Army. Which means like bullet. 50-year-old women come up and like kiss me every now and then. I took a bullet for the Kiss Army. All right, next story. Painkiller Jane returns in May. You have no idea. Following the model established with Red Sonja number zero, Dynamite Entertainment will will release Painkiller Jane zero this spring. Weighing the groundwork for a new ongoing series. The new issue featuring a story by Joe Casada and Jimmy Palmiotti with art by Lee Motor. Is that how come Joe Casada is not signed to an exclusive with Marvel? (laughs) 
just wondering. Just wondering. <laughs> nice. How come you can go and do shit? Well, uh, we'll let you know that this is all uh, to coincide with uh, Painkiller Jane's ongoing series on the Sci-Fi Network. So, and uh, there's also going to be a uh, Painkiller Jane free comic book day offering. So, look forward to uh, more Painkiller Jane. I've never read any Painkiller Jane, but I was stunned that Sci-Fi greenlit the series based on the movie, and I and I enjoyed the comic series, and I was very happy for Jimmy and Joe, but. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, th- I think you may be seeing some painkiller Jane news at uh, at New York. I would uh, because sci- I count on it. Yeah, sci- Sci-Fi is doing their big Sci-Fi Friday. Uh, sci-Fi Friday. Sci-Fi, sci-fi Friday. So come and enjoy yeah. science fiction on the television. Yeah. So, but you know, always, <laughs> always good. You know, always good to see uh, <laughs> see uh, Jimmy having some success out there. Sure. Absolutely. Way to go, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, next story: Will Eisner's official website has launched. The all-new official homepage for artist Will Eisner and Will Eisner Studios, Inc. has launched at willeisner.com. Besides a revamp of the existing design and content, the site has been expanded and includes new features like the Will Eisner Forums and the Will Eisner Wiki, which is the... The the forums. Some are going to go out and be like... His early stuff was way better. He totally <laughs> sold out by the end. Have you have you guys been to the site? Yes. Yes, I have. I have. No, I haven't. It's I, I almost. I, it's really nice. It's, I didn't it's re- there's some great. I mean, there's sure. just so I'm much great far. stuff on there. Yeah, do you hope they have enough material. <laughs> I hope they can <laughs> keep find enough material. To put yeah. Oh my God. There's gonna be eighty years of uh, stuff. My Eis- uh, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a ton of Eisner related art projects coming out where someone finishes the other half, or oh, he no, took a scribble. You and know, honestly, like, did you guys read that Australian guy uh, doing John Law, one of Eisner's characters? No. Uh, a couple of trades. Good stuff. Oh I mean, yeah, I did. That, I, that read the the first tra- I read the first trade. And, and certainly that stuff was happening when Will was still alive. But I have to say that, like, obviously with books like The Spirit, Dar- yeah. Darwin Cook's Spirit and stuff, the Eisner Estate, Dennis Kitchen has been worked with Will closely mm-hmm. for over 20 years, probably closer to 30. <clears throat> and I, I think anything like that that will come out will have a reasonable stamp that I think... Eisner would have approved of had he been sure. Alive. And, and if you so. and if you're interested in buying like one of the the seven page stories, they have a lot of like seven page stories for sale. If you have you know a spare twenty grand and you're interested, <laughs> yeah, if you have it just laying around, oh, or if you have a spare you know 150 to 300 dollars laying around, which is a little bit more feasible, there are some fantastic Will Eisner prints there as well. So. I, I would just say take that money and buy the archives of the there spirit because that stuff's awesome. But yeah, very neat. Save, site. save more money and go through the bins and find the kitchen sink uh, spirit reprint stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. Save even that. more money <laughs> and don't buy anything. Don't buy anything. Yeah, Stop right, reading right, comments. Right, right. Way to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what I did. Like, and, and, oh, and by and the way, it's http There's no www. Well, yeah, no. Whatever. Google Will Eisner. And they definitely are are having a lot of screen time for the the new Darwin Cook Spirit series yeah. there at the site, which is, is great to see. All right, guys, uh, next story. Jeff Johns is leaving the Titans. <laughs> this comes from the desk Don't of Mr. Mr. Johns. It says, it had to happen sometime. It's just happening a little sooner than we planned. The Titans East storyline beginning in uh, today's, this was last week's Teen Titans, number 43 will be our last. So whenever you leave a book, there are two questions. Number one, why are you leaving? And number two, who's taking over? It's never easy uh, leaving a book, but after nearly four years on Teen Titans, I felt it was time to let someone else take the teens on. So who's taking over? That would be the current Robin scribe, Adam Beecham, beginning with Teen Titans number 47. 
There you go. Well, I, I think it's going to be interesting because, uh, to be really honest, um, when I was a kid, the only Titans I could stand reading was the uh, Wolfman Perez. Wolfman mm-hmm. Perez. And the only person to me who's been able to write the Titans in a compelling way besides them was Jeff was Johns. Jeff. And he's yeah. written them for a really long time. And it was him and wanting it, it, to it do it. And it flies in the face of, of what DC has been saying, that they want their marquee books to have incredibly top writers. And that's nothing against Adam Beecham, who was brought in to co-write with yeah. Jeff on a few arcs. And I, and I think he's a good writer. But it would seem to me that if you really want to keep the momentum going, you would have another big gun taking right. over. Kind of like, I don't think kind of like what Marvel did with Runaways. Yeah, or yeah. yes, and or even uh, what DC themselves have been doing with again all the books that they claim they want to be these marquee. Why books. does it seem like it's Johns over and over again? You know, what it's like mean? well they took him out the Flash. You know, they they, well, they, they well, but eventually you know, like, they yeah, but he's doing he's doing other marquee books. He's doing action. He's doing Justice Society, I which he's is just gonna, getting and I, started. I bet he's going to do Green Lantern, which he's he going to do something is, you know, after Fifty Two. I bet I'm thinking well, sure. maybe. I don't that's know. He's guess. he's got a full play, man. I mean, that's the thing. He's got three monthlies as it is. He's got Green Lantern, Justice Society, Society, and Action, and that's the thing. Action is really just still starting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We so, as is JSA. So yeah, you know. But for me personally. I didn't start reading the his run on the Flash until he was done with his run on the Flash, and now I'm like, oh, this is great stuff. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. And I haven't read any of his any of his Titans work, it's and awesome. now all of a sudden yeah. I'm interested. So yeah. no, go back and get the trades. They're they're really great stories. Okay. And and who knows? I I heard too that Adam might be picking up some John's uh, plots. Yeah. And, and running with them. I as think well, of so. all the people they could have picked, I do think that if they weren't going to get a marquee guy that. I've heard that Beechin's Robin series is really good, and I think if you're going to write a really good Teen Titans series, you have to have someone who can write, write Robin. Robin yeah. Because true. really what Very the true. Teen Titans are is they're sidekicks with a few people that aren't sidekicks, but really the heart of those stories are mm-hmm. Robin. Cyborg. Yeah, Ro- it's it's Robin, and right now, you know, Wonder Girl, whoever right. it is, you know, and it's really easy to fall into the trap of not of writing sidekicks as not being very compelling. So to have someone who's had experience writing that character on his own book... There's a pretty obvious name, and I know she's busy, but I'm really shocked that Gail Simone is not getting this assignment. Yeah. And maybe she will down the road. Who knows? But um, Gail's writing a lot of stuff. She's pretty busy. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I know you're right. All right, guys. Next story. We talked about it a little bit in Free Comic <gasps> Book Day. I'm so happy about this. Um, <laughs> White Out. You, <laughs> do you want to see a movie? <laughs> White Out. The, the, the fantastic future. series uh, from uh, Greg Rucka and uh, Steve Lieber is in pre-production. According to production uh, productionweekly.com, uh, Dominic, is it Cena? Cena? The Cena? WWE Cena? champion? Oh, no, I'm sorry. John, John Cena. Cena. Oh, I'm John, sorry. Dominic Cena uh, of Swordfish and Gun 60 Seconds is set to helm Whiteout, an Antarctic whodunit adapted from a series of graphic Ooh, novels by Greg Rucka. Who? <laughs> Kate Beckinsale is in negotiations to top line the too film, pretty. scheduled Hubble. to start shooting Hubble. in yeah, March. Well, but for Kerry Stecko, yeah, you know that I, I, I actually saw, so too. I saw on some forums that, that, people, that people were saying, "Well, are they gonna, you know, do the, you know, the monster treatment like they did with uh, uh, showing uh, Charlize, Charlize Theron? Theron?" Yeah, dirtier well, up a little bit. Not a, I don't, I don't think she's an ugly character, but she's not hot. Not a supermodel. No. Yeah. You know, Smoking. 
She's a well, but, but you know, Beckinsale, originally, I mean... Originally, I know uh, Reese Witherspoon was going to possibly... Was it White Out, was it White Out or Queen of Country? Uh, White Out. Okay, there you yeah. go. So I mean, yeah, And actually, there, there's still, I think, some speculation that she's tied to the movie as the... Um, producer? Uh, no, uh, as the, the British um, spy. The, oh, the oh, okay. who I uh, I forget her name. I always yeah, yeah, call yeah, her yeah. the, the Terror Chase like character. Um, and also, I'm sorry, Dominic Cena. I wasn't first of all gone in sixty seconds. Crap. <laughs> uh, Swordfish. Crap. Pretty Holly, crap. But Holly Berry. Yeah, Shredder. I was gonna say great, great naked scene. But yeah, other than that, <laughs> crap. So I, I'm happy for Greg, John, and I hope that I hope it works. <laughs> I, I hope it works. But I, yeah, I, I was more excited when Fincher was announced <laughs> for uh, Bennis's stuff. Than uh, Dominic Cena for Greg's stuff, and I, I think Greg did, needs a better director. Who knows? But I don't who know. Knows I exactly. mean, you know, honestly, with both of those movies, well, yeah, you can, I think you can easily look at them and say, eh, they, I, I wouldn't call either of them crap. That's okay. I mean, I would say, that, yeah, are they fantastic movies? No, but there's elements in both of those films that I think I will agree were with well done. I mean, there were certain things, you know. Yeah, so I mean, I mean it's, I, no, I, you're I, right. It might come down to the script. It, yeah, you know be, what I mean. Uh, Eric and John I don't know that yeah. those either yeah. of those films were not well directed. Uh, as opposed to you know they well just written like or video. just the story, they were just more like videos. Well, they me, were in you know? that. You know, he probably came from that era, you know, from that. Sure. But better than like Michael many. Bay. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm there. Well, well, I'm excited about it. I'm gonna go watch it. So screw you. Oh, I'll definitely no, see no, it. No, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm rooting I'm, for Greg. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited about it. All right, guys. Next story. Uh, new Alan Moore stuff has been announced from Top Shelf. Uh, Top Shelf unveiled some art and information on Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen 2 and his Moon and Serpent Bumper Book of Magic. Hmm, I'm just trying to calculate how long I'm going to have to wait to buy the third absolute well, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because I have the first two and I'm not buying it. I heard an excellent podcast interview with Moore that, went, that took place at the end of January and um, he talked in specifics about uh, Volume 3. And the fact that they are going to come out um, in these 72-page uh, volumes mm-hmm. and their self-contained stories, uh, he said they're going to be released six months, every six months or so, each each one of these three parts. They are self-contained stories, but they do you know kind of tie in. They're going to be like trade pieces? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. well, 72 page, pages. Yeah, so, yeah, I would guess they're going to be like... An, or maybe hard. Maybe they'll be straight hardbound. Nah, I mean, he did, I so well, he did so well with Lost Girls. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, maybe that's he true. comes straight out, straight out of his hardbound. That could be. That'd that, be cool. That could mm-hmm. be. Well, they're saying perfect bound graphic novels. Oh, perfect round, Okay. So but um, he said the first story takes place in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. The second story takes place in the 1960s. Oh, the really? third story takes place in 2008. Harry Potter? Wow. Yeah. And I think it's going to be interesting because he was saying that in the 1960s part that obviously there are no public domain characters to be had from the Mm -hmm. 60s, but there are going to be pastiches of recognizable powers. Yeah, I would imagine there will be secret agents and and people like that for the 60s part. But no, I'm really looking forward to Mm. it. I I think it's going to be. You know, he could do like some black exploitation. Characters maybe in there that'd be kind of interesting. I, I mean, again, '68. So you have to combine the Black Panther kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Real I'm Black Panther, not you, I'm actually looking from the description: uh, the Moon and Serpent Bumper Book of Magic, which tongue twisted. Yeah, say that five it's times. A long, right? He talked about that as well. It sounds fun. Yeah, and that's that. That is what it is. I mean, it's he. He's like I. He's obviously been fascinated with magic for years, 
and it sounds like it's going to be really neat, and games are going to be in there in addition to mm-hmm. explanations of spells and the history of magic. And he's like, you don't have to be a hardcore magic fan or not into the card a cult game. Not the card or game. whatever. He's like, it's yeah, it's exactly not the card game. I just love the description this. he wrote for it. It's uh, Messrs. Steve and Alan Moore... Current proprietors of the celebrated Moon and Serpent Grand Egyptian Theater of Marvels, sorcery by appointment since circa 1580, (laughs) are presently engaged in producing a clear and practical grimoire of the occult sciences that offers endless necromantic fun for all the family. (laughs) I love it. That's great. great I I, I read that. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm reading that because there's no way I'd get through it. In 2009, (laughs) so we look forward to that. 320 page, uh, super deluxe hardcover. The other interesting thing, you know, it's like the. kind of surprised the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen now being published by Top Shelf while, you know, the first two came out, those were DC, right? Right, right. and then the Black Dossier is still to be released by DC. DC, Mm -hmm. and then this is Top Shelf. That's kind of interesting. Well, you know about that. Well, yeah, I I mean, I I just didn't know the legalities of it that he could do another one. Well, that was his. Oh, no, that was his. That was his straight. straight Absolutely. Well, because he printed those in singles, because he printed those in single issues in the UK, right, first? No, no, it was always... Were they, were they here through D.C., though? It was Wildstorm. It was through Wildstorm. It was Wildstorm, yeah. and it was, yeah, okay. it was, it was always... ABC was going okay, okay, by Wildstorm. Okay, that's what yeah, it America's okay. Best Comics that makes, is part of right, that line. That makes complete go. sense. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I remember in the early, uh, eight, or late 90s, late 80s, early 90s, so when sick. he was announcing the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and it's just so funny that here we are, like, almost 20 years later, that... You know, they're still coming out. I'm so sick. I have the original single issues, all the trades, and the absolute editions. I'm trying to. I'm st- <laughs> every once in a while, I try and get the absolute first edition on eBay, but I refuse it's to hard pay to more find. than a certain yeah. amount. Yeah, I had, I had. I found it at a comic shop once. Finally, people. I refuse. I only pay a certain amount. People will drop like 180, and I'm like, I'm not going to drop. No one has had the balls yet to ask him, though. Dude, I was looking for. I was looking for an absolute planetary edition. Oh, it's like three hundred dollars. You know, it's insane. The one thing I've never heard Alan Moore say: (laughs) Philip Jose Farmer was the first to introduce this idea of what he called the Wold Newton universe, where Sam Spade, Doc Savage, The Shadow, a million literary characters all kind of came from the same family line. And I and I've always I've never heard more acknowledge if he was aware of it, or if it was the inspiration, or if it was just an idea he had. And I've always just been curious if he was aware of these Philip Jose Farmer. He did two books, a Doc Savage book and uh, called uh, another book called Tarzan Alive, where he really kind of explains the relationship with I all these characters. I thought I had read an interview with him that he did mention that. Okay. I'm trying to remember. It was a really in depth interview on, on League. Maybe maybe I don't I don't remember exactly maybe I don't I don't know and not that I'm not saying he stole or anything like that but I'm just saying it I I'm because they were they were just really great books from the 70s and 80s and I never heard you know more acknowledge them all right guys that's our news that's it that's it yeah all right hey uh, we got a uh, couple quick announcements before we get into top of the stack Uh, Tom. Update people on the Who Watches the Caters contest and get them all up to speed on that. We've been looking at them all night. Uh, y- yes, yeah. Mike? Oh, I watch the Caters. You, <laughs> you watch the Caters? Time. I watch the Caters at home. Uh, I accidentally ordered two copies of Absolute Watchmen while drunk, and I want to give one away. And uh, the <laughs> way so? you can win this is you need to write a paragraph to me sort of comparing Watchmen <clears throat> to something you read right now. Double a book space. that you're like, it doesn't, uh, oh. it doesn't have to be lengthy, but also I don't want, you know... Watchmen's about fighting people, and so is the Avengers, because I think that's just kind of lazy. But also, uh, 
we're extending the contest a couple weeks because we weren't on for a couple weeks. And also, if you've sent in an entry, I'd appreciate it if you'd send it back in again because my uh, MacBook's hard drive melted down. And I think I have everyone's entry, but I don't want to shortchange anyone who might have entered, and I don't want to screw everyone over. And some people wrote some really nice ones. Someone wrote a bizarro one, and I can't remember who it was that wrote it, and I really want to read it, but I don't have a copy of it. So, <laughs> resend. Resend. so resend. please resend them. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. And We're, we're going to yeah. take entries uh, through February 20th. Yeah. We're going to announce it uh, sometime during the New yeah. York Comic Con. And uh, we've got something to sweeten the pot. Yeah. Uh, Chris wow. Omni. A Chris wow. Omni little, uh, little huh? drawing to go with it. Yeah, I hate fan- you, Chris fa- Omni. Chris <laughs> <laughs> Omni, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mess up your ass. It is a, uh, <laughs> well, a, a absolutely fantastic uh, sketch card of Rorschach. The winner is going to be blown away with how good that is. My God. Chris, first of all, one of our favorite people in the entire world and uh he sent us a little a little care package of uh sketch cards uh i got a, a sketch of the spirit sal got a, hellboy and uh and tom I got a golden age flash that just looks amazing all i got was a rock, <laughs> rock. john got a t-shirt from hard rock cafe so thank you chris <laughs> yes, and, uh, and, the win- and the winner of the uh yeah, the Mike uh, got absolute- insecurity <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> the winner will get a sketch card of Rorschach from Chris. It's it's, yeah. it's really really nice. So it is yeah. great. And um, Sal, our hotline one eight 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 six five G cast. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, and we'll probably play it on the show unless it's you know horrible. Just like <laughs> David D. Hey guys, it's David D. calling from New York City. I just wanted to thank you guys for the uh, Comics 101 episode on EC Comics. Uh, I just finished listening to it and I thought it was great. Uh, I, like some of you guys had said, I, I sort of knew EC Comics, I think, more by reputation, but I didn't know much about what they actually were, the history of it, so I really appreciated it being put into that context so that now I can get a better sense of why it's something that you know so many people talk about and why it was so important to the industry. And I'll have to check out some of those archives. So thanks again for all the work you guys put in to that. Keep up the good work, and may all your divorces be glamorous. <laughs> I mean, not that... I mean, I wouldn't want anybody to... I'm not wishing divorce on anyone, of course. I mean, that'd be terrible. But, I mean, if you have thanks, to, have then I hope glamorous. it's at least... You know, glamorous. <laughs> this didn't go too well, did it? <clears throat> Was that it? He slammed the receiver down. Um, <laughs> thank you, David. Man, we had a great response to the EC Comics one. Yeah. We've had a lot of people uh, with sort of the same comments. And it, it, it is officially our most downloaded episode we've ever had. Yeah, it wow. Which I would shock me that, that that would be our most downloaded episode. And I, I'm episode. busy at work on the next one. Yeah, the, the uh, EC comment or G- EC comment, uh, Comics 101 JSA. Yeah, JSA. I'm hoping to have that sort of done around uh, when the JSA Jelly crossover. And I've been, I've actually, you may not know this listener, but I don't put a lot of work into the show. <laughs> and I've actually put in a lot of work where I'm like looking stuff up and writing things, and I have notes. All right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> I found a lot of really wait. interesting stuff. Who's going to be your JSA expert? Uh, he is. Tom is. <laughs> Why? Are Gardner you offering Fox, your services? No. <laughs> you know, you get the Ouija board out? Get <laughs> the Ouija board out. I'm using uh, uh, a lot of stuff from Tomorrow's I've been using. A we lot could of try everything. and get somebody to come on. Who, who could we get to come on for that? Oh, some some whatever. JSA 
creator or something, you know? Working on worked it. on JSA. Right. We'll you're... have to work on that. We'll have to work on yeah. that. Yeah, somebody out there, give us a call. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Johns, if you're not busy. Jeff, if you're listening. Jeff, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, come on. All right, guys, uh, thanks for the hot wine. Definitely uh, we, we have some good ones we're going to be playing in the next few episodes, uh, so appreciate that. Uh, we're done with uh, all of the Mitchell announcements. It means it's time for Top of the Stack. Top, top of the top Stack. Of the Stack, the Stack. That's right, it's time for Top of the Stack, our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. Mr. Kataz? <laughs> Mr. Kataz? Oh, 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 yes, Horshack. <laughs> my hair. My hair. Anyway, Juan Juan what are you reading, Tom? Uh, uh, my pick of the week this week, Top of the Stack, would be Pieces for Mom, A Tale of the Undead <laughs> from Image Comics, written by Steve Niles and art by Andrew Ritchie. This book is the most fucked up thing I've read in the last two I can't remember something where I put it down and I was like oh god like it really (laughs) freaked me out it had nothing the twist that freaks you out has nothing to do with zombies and that's the part that makes this book so amazing Uh, the art is really great I I, I really enjoy the um, like the sort of color palette yeah I was going to say the palette's very retro it's a very, in a good way. It has like a very tan, yellowed, color, like yellowed yeah. comic book color. It to looks it. like an EC reprint and in uh, a lot of ways. It's got zombies and tidy whities. It has, <laughs> um, which is always good. It has kids with guns, and uh, I loved it. I loved it. It was great. I don't want to talk too much about it. Because image I don't want to ruin. Yeah, sorry, Mitch. I don't want to ruin the twist because the twist is what makes this book. Right. It's a one shot. So go out and grab it, guys. Mr. Santris. Um, last weekend I was at the FX show in Orlando and really had an opportunity to talk to really cool people and among them uh, Joe Pruitt and a lot of creators from Desperado Publishing and uh, not only does Desperado have a lot of neat new projects coming out a lot of Phil Hester books uh, Keith Giffen has a cool book called Common Foe but they also have uh, the foundation of the Caliber Comics Library and a lot of uh, things that came out in single issues uh, you know four part arcs, six part arcs uh, Desperado is now collecting in trade and something that came out at the end of January I highly recommend to all of our fans of things like uh, Queen and Country and Checkmate, Espionage Books a great book called The Silencers and it was written by Mark Asquith who you might remember from the DC Comics uh, adaptation of The Prisoner that he did with uh, Dean Motter and another good DC creator, R.J. Taylor who is famous for drawing uh, arcs on Sandman Mystery Theater it's a great 90's uh, or I guess it would be maybe late 80s, early 90s, Cold War story that takes place in Canada. And I just found it very refreshing that it's usually always about the British or about the Americans and stuff. Well, this is a a Canadian spy story. Excellent. Really neat, black and white, wonderful collection. Again, it came out at the end of the month, and it's called The Silencers. It's it's great from Desperado Publishing, and I uh, really appreciated it. And uh, it just reminded me again of another uh, publisher like Desperado that has... You know this great non-superhero stuff that you can really get into. So they, they've got an amazing library, and I really suggest you just check out all their stuff at Desperado Publishing. And I, you know, the only reason why I'm making this as a commercial for them is I, I really was knocked out with how many books I, I truly ended up want, buying <laughs> last weekend because uh, the, the the titles in the stories really interest me. And this was the one that like stood out the most: the silencers. I'm all over. Was that, that um, was that originally published through Moonstone? 
No, that's another silence. Oh, okay. That's okay. a different. Yeah, not to be confused with that. <clears throat> that was a, kind of a Sopranos mob story and everything. And that's what I asked Joe Pruitt as well. And he said, no, this is a different story. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, uh, and again, it's you know, Caliber was that great company of the '90s where Bendis, Brubaker, Phil Hester, Don Kramer, a lot of guys that we take for granted now, Mike Perkins, you know, really great creators. This is where they got their start. Yeah. And they were just cranking out these amazingly cool comic books that were black and white that I think you know were just part of the glut of what was there before mm-hmm. and after the boom and bust. I would love to see a Caliber reunion anthology at some point. Well, that oh, would be man. Negative Burn, which is another, uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly. Oh, yeah, Negative Burn's know, great. And, and Phil, Phil Hester's been involved with that forever. And, and yeah, and, uh, Desperado has been re-releasing. They've got two anthologies of the best of Negative Burn. And, man, I'm telling you, no, it's, it's really neat stuff. A lot of good Gary Reed stories as well. I mean... Really, really cool things, but this Silencer story just really stood out to me, and I, I just thought it was a, a nice, great, fast spy read. I thought it was just excellent. Cool. Great. Well, Mike, besides uh, drawing eight pages a day, have you been reading any comics? Um, I haven't managed to read anything this week, actually. I went and I bought I bought a lot of comics this week. I haven't read any of them, but uh, I'm trying to think of the last one. That's, I think the last one that like I read that stuck out in my mind was probably Scalped by Jason uh. Aaron. Which uh, was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And the last why, page kicked ass. Didn't well, it? it's not just the twist of the book; is the book itself. I didn't know any. This is the best way to go into a story: is just uh, not knowing anything about it and then being pleasantly surprised. And uh, from the artwork down to the the story, is just uh, I I liked other side, but I I actually I think I like scalped even more. Me too. Me too. So, uh, um, yeah, so uh, I'll be getting that. You know, Jace, Jason's going to be at our table at. Uh, oh, I, New York. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to meeting him actually. Yeah, yeah. So he's a great guy. Yeah, they had him on, and I'm going to have him on in a few weeks on we're born as well. So. Well, you guys, fine. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> go, no, go fuck yourself. I was going to say uh, you must not be listening to our podcast then, because Mike. that was my top of the stack. All about about no, I, I scalp with Jason. No, anyway. I. Uh, he's just being honest. <laughs> I no, I have all your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I listen to Crankcast, you know, but that's okay. No, yeah, don't worry about well. it. <laughs> no, I, I totally. It, Scalp was great. We're just where's we're just, just giving you a hard time because it comes up over and over again. Well, yeah, did you see on uh, Comic Book Resources uh, last week they had a, a, a native Native Americans in comics and Scalp certainly was featured in that. Did they mention Super Chief? They did indeed. Both uh, the old one and the fact that it came back in 52. Mark Wade talked uh, a lot about Super Cheap. Super Wait, Cheap. When was the old one? Back in <laughs> Way. Yeah, in yeah. the 60s, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Well, that's Is that the right. challenge of the Super Friends? No, no. that's Apache that's Chief. That's Apache Chief. No, Sell out. No, Super <laughs> Chief was in, like, All-Star Western. And, if, yeah. you know, if you go back in the 70s in those 100-page spectaculars... Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know what? I was That comment was based on the the fact that I thought when you said... In fifty, when you said when it came out in fifty-two, I thought you meant nineteen fifty-two, not ah. fifty-two. The series. Sorry, I was confused. Yeah, there was Never a mind. Super Chief made a return. Oh, okay, in 52 that's right. That's right. Grant that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's bring back. Let's bring back Super sorry, Chief. Sorry, I yeah, didn't I even make the that connection. The only person who knew that was was Mark, Mark Wade. Like, going, want okay, <laughs> I want to bring back Super Chief. Doctor Who. Okay, I guess I'm next. Yeah, uh, I got two that I'm gonna. Well, I got one that's my top of the stack, and then one I just want to mention. But the first one is uh, is a graphic novel called uh, Heart of Empire or the Legacy of Luther Arkwright. Or I'm sorry, Arkwright, by Brian Talbot. This was originally published um, in 1994, 
I believe, and it was just recently re-released through Dark Horse Comics. I was uh, actually turned on to this uh, through Warren Ellis's uh, message board. He had posted months and months ago something about it, and, and it sounded really interesting, and so I had pre-ordered it through uh, Amazon, I think, or something, and I finally got it not too long ago. But um, it's it's actually a uh, sequel to The Adventures of Luther Arkwright, which I haven't read. Uh, but it's basically... Um, it's hard to explain what the story is about. It's uh, uh, a alternate reality Earth. Uh, also, parallel universes are involved, and it's it's um, it's sort of Europe uh, and England mostly. Uh, I cannot explain this book. It's so messed <laughs> up. It, it it's. So I'm going to buy it right away when I get home, though. The back cover it. description looked really Yeah, well, yeah, that's probably the best way. I, I, Go for I'm it. I'm going to read say, it. Uh, it's yeah, in no. a future... <laughs> th- th- thanks, John. The yeah. back cover <laughs> seemed to really tell yeah, it all yeah. to um, me. In the future alternate reality Earth, one existence in a swirling a maelstrom of parallel worlds, a vicious total- uh, totalitarian British Empire reigns supreme. But in Rome, the dying Pope sets into motion a dark plan of to place the throne of uh, Britain under... Papal control. Papal. Papal, I'm sorry. By any means necessary. And while such temporal machinations... Jesus, could he write it any... Threaten the world's (laughs) political and social stability, a monstrous force is building across the multiverse, and a countdown begins to almost certain dimensional apocalypse. I take back what I said about reading. (laughs) Sorry. Come on, man. Luther Arkwright has saved the universe before, but with an infinity of universes threatened with annihilation, all of Arkwright's... Preternatural talents are needed. Maybe he's preternatural. If only Ar- <laughs> if preternatural. Ar- if only oh, Arkwright wow, weren't <laughs> dead. Anyway, I, I made him read the back. Yeah, thanks, way. John. Hey, Appreciate that. <laughs> what a dick move by Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, John. Foiled gotcha. again. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I saw my book Sal. is good. Remember when Sal liked me? That was a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> anyway, um, and I think I think Warren Ellison actually said this too. Any stories that we've seen in, you know, within the last ten years, whether it's like The Authority or League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or any of those kind of stories from a lot of British writers that have come out about alternate realities or parallel universes, they kind of all got their start from this book. And this one just is so dense and bizarre. Uh, I, I'm only about three quarters of the way through it, but it is pretty amazing. And I'm I'll so probably stealing read it that from you. Next. The artwork in it is even better. Um, the artwork is uh, Tom and I were talking about it. It's sort of a combination between Brian uh, uh, Bolin and uh, Frank Quietly, and it's just gorgeous, page after page of just beautifully, beautifully rendered stuff. Um, it's twenty seven nine uh, twenty seven ninety five. You can order it through Amazon. I'm sure you can order it through That's your LCS. Brian Talbot. Yeah. Brian Talbot, who yeah. I yeah. He, he did a book, I believe, in the eighties called The Tale of One Bad Rat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was a really pretty. Yep. Book. But uh, it's it is a very mature book, so kids, sorry you can't. Have oh, it. now the, those kids are gonna watch <laughs> so fucking bad now. It's got a lot of sex and violence and just they love totalitarian uh, papal uh, conspiracies. Kids, kids love. But papal I want to know what Pope Benedict was Well, but that doesn't. I mean, honestly, that doesn't even explain. I mean, it's because of the whole parallel universe thing that goes on to on in it. It's so weird. and I love I mean, multiverses. Just, and actually, and, oh, and this thing is, popple. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it and it's popple. And it's like preternatural. And, <laughs> and what else did I fucking mispronounce? 
I don't know. Everything. Yeah, sorry. All right, so. But anyway, it's unbelievably good. It looks so great. Check it out. It Even though great. I could not explain it worth a shit, it's really good. The other book I wanted to mention real quick uh, is called Utopiates, A Moment of Clarity, number one, from Josh Finney and Kat Rocha. Um, it's sort of a futuristic story. It's all black and white. Um, it's a futuristic story where dr- custom-made drugs called Utopiates are everywhere, and they're sort of, uh, they, they play on your emotions. They give you different emotions, these drugs. And this first story is all about one particular drug addict who's addicted to this very customized, very um, hard-to-get drug uh, that makes him feel like he was loved by his parents, which he wasn't. That's what the drug does, and wow. he's very addicted to it's it. Very and specific, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, these yeah, these drugs are they're extremely customized and very specific emotional uh, connections are with them. And, and uh, the story starts off with um, him first experiencing the drug, and then going back and trying to you know, and, and running out of money, and then having to do things that he normally wouldn't probably do. But he you know, he's just so addicted to this drug. And he tries other drugs to try and get the same feeling, get the same feeling, but it doesn't work. And uh, and eventually it leads to uh, to a real horrible act on his part. But that opens up sort of a whole nother story. You, at the end of it, you kind of realize there's something else going on. The people that he's buying the drugs from seem to be involved with something more than just the drug. pushing drugs. Okay. And that's where the story ends. So it was really interesting. The the artwork was was really nice. It's uh it, like I said, it's all black and white. Who's the publisher? Um, no, it's not. I don't I don't know who the uh, ba- Bloodfire Studios. Well, you can get it from Dark Horse. Can you get it from okay, Dark Horse? Dark. They have a limited edition signed edition. Oh, okay. Um, you can check out more of it at bloodfire.com um, or glitchwork.com/utopiates. It was it was just really interesting and kind of just a, a nice surprise when I when I happened to pick it up. Great. So, there you go. All right. Uh, a couple of mine. First of all, uh, we've just seen the conclusion to the first Mouse Guard story. It uh, happened in a returned uh, honor. It is uh, number six out of six of the Mouse Guard story. Uh, it's from ASP. It's not ASP, as I <laughs> said in our last Arcaea, class. <laughs> Arcaea Studio Arca- Press. Arcaea Studio Press, uh, 350 US. Um, Mouse Guard has been... Such a fun little series. The little and book that can. The little book that did. Absolutely. <laughs> um, or should. Or would have. And, 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 and as we find out on the last page, <laughs> Was. Um, we'll continue to. Uh, won't get into the story. Um, it, it's just a great conclusion. Uh, pick it up. It's fantastic. But uh, the last page gives uh, uh, the indication that beginning in July, Mouse Guard Winter 1152 is going to be a new six-issue miniseries. So look for more great Mouse Guard coming up. Um, had a couple of honorable Mises. Mises? No, I, we need to get rid of honorable mentions. What? Look at Caters whipping down the law. <laughs> Come on, Tom. I am the law. It's next it's, week. It's, Judge Caters. It's, it's been two weeks, and there was some great stuff that came out. Uh, the Devil Takes a Ride, the the conclusion of Brubaker's arc in Daredevil. This is Daredevil number 93. Great conclusion to that series. Not the conclusion of Brubaker's of, of that arc. Run, run. Yeah, just the of arc. that arc. That arc. It was fantastic. Where he wrapped um, up everything that Bendis left him with. Yeah, it, it was in like one issue. Which he, was not he, easy to he do. He tied up like they, three they years were, of storylines. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, Tom, you had talked about this on the forum uh, with me. Uh, Walking Dead number 34. 
probably the best issue that's come out in the last year of Walking Dead. I think they they finally <laughs> what Norton has oh, put oh, himself oh. in the cone of silence yeah. so as not to be spoiled <laughs> by any Norton. By the time you catch up, there's no way you would remember what I would be talking about. You're on what like trade number two of Walking Dead? No, Daredevil, isn't it? Oh, you're I'm on hardcover six. No, I'm on hardcover four. I bought all of them. Okay. Um, (laughs) Walking Dead, this issue, it was the... I think a return to what made Walking Dead great. It was kind of on the edge of your seat action, um, gruesome horror. Nice. And uh, (laughs) they call him the streak. (laughs) Look at that, look at that. And uh, and we also. uh, Hey, how many you got, buddy? Come on. Hey, I'm doing these quick. Four. We also saw the uh, the conclusion. (laughs) Four. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And we also saw the conclusion of. It's a rock and roll, of course. Of pawn pawn number 502 uh, of Greg Rucka's Checkmate. Great conclusion to a uh, a quick little three issue arc there. Have you read? Checkmate? Have you read Checkmate? Oh, uh, I got the pleasure of talking to Steve Scott, who's going to be uh, filling in for Jesus Saiz on uh, Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Steve Scott? He, he sure as hell is. And uh, he's, a good, he's a good guy. Another guy that Norton hates. And, uh, it's called Mike Norton Hates Other look, Artists. Uh, looking forward to his book on, uh, on 11 and 12, which is uh, coming up at the end Mike of February. If, if Mike likes you, it means you're a shitty artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to watch all our <laughs> oh yeah, I love your stuff. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, that'll take care of our top of the stack. Uh, we do have uh, a couple listener emails here. I wanted oh. to get to. Uh, first one is from Lynn Workman. Says uh, just He's one. He's a punk. Lynn <laughs> Workman. Did he did he pick five picks for this week? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> He says, I just wanted to let you know I enjoyed the Steve Rude interview this uh, past week. This uh, email came in a couple weeks ago, but due to the hiatus, we're, we're going to read it anyway for one. Uh, congrats. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll s- <laughs> <laughs> he talked to John Byrne, too, if you want to go back. He's awesome. Stop. <laughs> Lynn says, congrats. I'll see him at the Phoenix Comic Con later this month. It's shaping up to be a great show. Can't wait. Uh, by the way, just got the word from Morgan Printing. Bushy Tales number two uh, is Bushy. shipping out today. We should start getting them into stores here in and uh, uh, Arizona. And in Arizona next win- by next Wednesday's Comic Day. Uh, we're resubmitting number one along with number two to Diamond. Uh, we're hoping uh, they will uh, reconsider picking up the series. If not, then we'll go to Plan B and self uh, distribute distribute uh, ourselves. Uh, wish us luck. So uh, thank you, Lynn. And we got a great uh, wrap up uh, from the Phoenix uh, Con from him. It sounds like they had a great time there. Lynn's a good guy. Bushy yeah. Tales is a damn Lynn, good book. Lynn is a good guy. He's been uh, I've known him for a long, long time. And uh, uh, they should they should just self distribute anyway. They should be pushing that stuff because uh, there's a it's quality book. A big well Bushy down there. Bushy Tales. Uh, Mm-hmm. Down there in the, the Delta. The Delta. He'll be on a word Another email? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Don Lunick. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, Chris, I have been reading comics for about three years now, but it's been a lot of one-shots, old Gen X issues, and Iron Man six-parters. I've never really gotten into a deep storyline <laughs> thus far. The only thing close to an ongoing storyline that I read is Civil War. Are there any titles out there that I would be able to jump into without being uber lost? Thanks, Don. I did that one because we get asked this question so much, is when can you jump into a comic series? And I don't know if there is 
a hard and fast rule to it. Well, you know, I mean, with Marvel, they do the the nice wrap ups mm-hmm. of the previous issues in in the the first page usually of of all their books. So, you know, mo- most it's comics. Yeah, I, I mean, like, well, I, certainly. I, There's plenty I, I of books out there that you can do yeah, that with. Yeah, Jonah Hex. I mean, I'm looking at one of the those are, right Yeah, those are mm-hmm. all, all one-shot exactly. issues. And, um, Detective Comics. But, I mean, there's yeah, plenty. The current they're, they're, run of Dini on Detective Comics, I would say. I mean, comics are written mostly with the idea in mind that, you know, people may jump in at any point. I don't know that there's that many... Ideally, yeah. not everything yeah, works out I'd that way. Go with but a trade. Yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, if you don't mind spending fifteen bucks or, or nineteen bucks, I'd say jump. But if, yeah, if he's looking for like a current story. series that's you know that that is you know an ongoing title that you could jump into right now, try, try and go back and get the beginning of JSA because I don't know yeah, a lot about only, the JSA you know, yeah, sure, and it's been two issues out. Two issues. You know, it's been it's been fun. You know, what I tell people about comics is that whenever you get down to it, a lot of times they're soap operas. And just like regular soap operas, you can not watch them for years, and you can get caught up really quick. The internet's yeah. your friend. Yes. That's true, too. I mean, just, what I would say to people when people ask me what should I pick up is just walk around and take a look and whatever you're interested in, just take a look mm-hmm. at. Because there's tons of stuff that, you know, don't get hung up on, I have to start with number one, or I have right. to start with this. Just... Take a look around. There's something that you, if you see a book and you're like, wow, I think I might be interested. After a couple of issues, you're going to be caught back up and you're not going to have to worry about, I mean, if you like it a lot, then go back and get the trades or go and try and find the the single issues. But you can jump into most books and after an issue or two, you're going to be caught up with it. You're going to know enough that you won't be completely lost. Yep. Go in, talk to your local comic shop manager. Mike has something to say. Oh, what were you going to say? I I couldn't see him over John's big melon. I do have a big melon. I'm <laughs> like, pick up the next issue of The Atom. Pick up yeah, the there you go. Number seven is a uh, all new story. Right? Yeah. There, yeah, you, there go. you go. Uh, uh, talk to your local comic writer. shop uh, manager or owner. Tell them what movies you like. Tell them what your tastes are. What comics you do like, and they will point you in the right direction. Yeah. I enjoy uh, a lot of Ernest we ha- films. We have an email. <laughs> Ernest goes to camp. Yeah. I enjoyed. Uh, well, this is an email from Jay. I was going to think of another Ernest movie, but I blanked. Ernest hey, guys. I just wanted to let you know I really like your podcast. and went back and downloaded The Greatest Runs in Comic Book History episode <laughs> and picked up some back issues because of it. I was wondering if you would ever consider having an episode dedicated to greatest single issues. Most fans know about comic creators or graphic novels, but there isn't much discussion on the single self-contained issue. Given your knowledge of the medium and the different perspectives of the host, it seemed like a great topic, great show either way. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Jay. Maybe someday. I don't know. Yeah. I, we well, can do a show on favorite single issues. Sure. Yeah. What? We'll get to a it someday. A bunch spring to mind immediately. Really? Great. Not me. Absolutely. I don't want to get into it. Let's not get into it because I think oh, we, could have, yeah, yeah. we could have an entire show. We could have an entire show about I, this. Honestly, so. yeah. Someday yeah. we'll do it. We will do it. We will do a show on that. All right. Well, guys, I think that's gonna gonna wrap us up. Uh, we do have a bunch of other listener emails and listener voicemails and that kind of stuff. We'll get through it. We're gonna catch up with them. Doc Savage wrote to you, boys. Yeah, oh, from the Frapper match. Yeah, wow. <laughs> he must have moved the Hidalgo uh, Trading Company to uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. City. Yeah. I remember when it was in the Empire State Building. <laughs> Goddamn. 
<laughs> well, hey, folks, I uh, want to remind you to help us by spreading the Around Comics love. There's a few different ways that you can do that. First of all, you can take up our listener LCS challenge. Just go to www.aroundcomics.com and uh, download our listener LCS flyer. Ask your local comic shop owner or manager if they would display that for us. And uh, Get a job. <laughs> If they display our flyer, we will mention you and the shop on the show, just like G Dog, who writes and says, "Hey, it's G Dog. I just talked to my LC. I just talked my LCS into doing the challenge thing. It's a Tardy's Collector's Corner." They said they emailed you guys the info already, and yes, they did. So, Tardy's Collector's Corner, uh, the store manager there is Tim Priest. They are located at 2009 Eastern Avenue in Grand Rapids, Michigan, hometown of Jeffrey Brown, as you'll find out more about on Thursday. Um, You can uh, give them a call at uh, 616-247-7828. And make sure you visit us at comicspace.com slash around comics where you can be our virtual friend. <laughs> Not a real Leave us friend. a comment and check out all of Brian Bull's long box of love comics that are up there now. Sure, and you and can give us, us. Are mm-hmm. you putting Are you putting the strip on uh, the comics? I, I already did, yeah. Cool. Yeah, Excellent. already, already updated with all of them. Very so. nice. Sure. You can give us a dig at dig.com. And you can do uh, my favorite is uh, leave us a review at the iTunes Music Store. Be as cool as Andy Parks. <laughs> so, yeah, we got some frappas. We do. Uh, Ty Short from Perth. Uh, Another one? Australia. Awesome show. Great vibe. Thank All you. Right. We All love right. the Australians. Yeah, wow, Australians. Wow, wow. I like vibe, too. He's good character. Vibe's dead. <laughs> Chris, yeah, spoiler. Break dancing. Yes. Uh, spoiler. Chris, they all fucking died. 1990, whatever. Yeah. No, 1986. They all died. That's true. Did Jesse died too. Chris no, Weiler from Pacifica, California. Died, he says, uh, "Great podcast. When does the cable access show begin? When we become more handsome? Wayne's, yeah. <laughs> Aurora. We don't radio. look like we do. Face we got the faces for radio. Got That's it. it. Uh, Doc Savage from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. The you guys, bronze. you guys are hands down the best podcast out there. Keep up the great work. Well, Thanks, Doc. Thank you, Doc. Uh, and then <laughs> Heiso. It's Josiah up, spelled boy. backwards. Oh, Who's from, this? what's Josiah? That's even weirder. Sioux City, Iowa. The I podcast rocks. That's Josiah backwards. Oh, it is Josiah. Or Joseph. Uh, podcast Joe, does rock. Or, hey guys, <laughs> Joe, check out all the great things. Jumbles. Check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. It's a source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. The best opinions. Always. Mike's getting excited over here. While you're there, please take a minute to fill out the listener survey. It lets us know who we're talking to and how we can make the Around Comics show a better show, if possible. <laughs> so, Tom. It's possible. We are proud members of the Comics <laughs> Podcast Network. Perfected. Find out more about... Find more great podcasts at ComicsPodcast.com. And just so you know... We post next week's topic on Tuesdays at our forum at aroundcomics.com. This Thursday, you can hear our discussion with indie creator Jeffrey Brown. And coming up next week, we'll be talking to talented newcomer and writer of The Damned, Cullen Bunn. In two weeks, get ready to hear from the man who made Wolverine fun again and is now taking over The Flash, thank God, Mark Guggenheim. (laughs) 
And thanks again to Borders <laughs> for sponsoring the show. Borders has thousands of graphic novels, collected editions, essentials, and manga or manga to choose from. Not or only manga or manga. <laughs> Not only will you find exactly what you are looking for, you'll discover unexpected new authors and series. Save on your favorite graphic novels, manga, and more. Gor- Google Gorger. <laughs> Gorger. <laughs> I got a Gorger. Evil search engine. Google. <laughs> I doth search for a book, kind sir. Google Borders for a valuable coupon, and always remember to check Borders first. To find a store near you, go to www.borderstores.com. Oh, oh. Borders Search Dragon. Dost thou have a Gutenberg Bible? Boy, we're tripping to the finish line on this one. All right, I would like to thank everyone for joining us today. Hey, Sal, one other, th- one other um, quick thing on the website. Yeah. We were nominated for a Eagle Award. Or yeah, Eagle Award, British right? Comic Award. British Comic Award for uh, com- Best. <laughs> I think they nominate everybody. Really? Absolutely. All right, I'm leaving the table. Everyone gets voted. No, I understand, but for as an artist. No, we weren't even nominated for Best Podcast. No, website. Website. Oh, best, best comic, comic website. website. Well, you guys do a lot. Way to go. Boys. Pretty good website. Yeah. Hey, that's all, that's I, all I don't think we'll win, but it's nice to be nominated. So if thank you to whoever Jeffrey nominated. Brown's accepting the award. Yeah, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey's going to be in the Bristol Con. He said <laughs> if we win, he'll accept the award for us. So. Nice. Oh, uh, Mike, John, it's it's great to see you. We had a, a couple weeks where we didn't get yeah, to, uh, to catch up with back. you guys, yeah, so you we missed you. All right, everyone, have a, a fantastic couple days. Uh, check back on Thursday. We really had a, a lot of fun talking with Jeffrey Brown. You'll be able to hear the conversation then. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, <laughs> we'll be everywhere in <laughs> and around quarters. <laughs>